0: blog talk radio no that would have been totally embarrassing if i was literally just yawning like i was 30 seconds ago before i went on air hi everybody it's the thursday edition of since chat corner um we obviously all know that i have a local musician on I, as i call him mr piano man and or the man and or other names when i'm nice to him in any case um Marcel is going to be coming on the show in just a couple of minutes the reason why you're listening to me right now is because I have about 8000 announcements that I have to try to squeeze in before he comes on the radio so first and foremost I don't want to forget to remind everybody that I do have one more show this week and lucky for me it's another local as a matter of fact and it happens to be on our list of upcoming events for this evening so let's talk about it real quick I'm gonna be doing um, an interview tomorrow with one of the founding board members of the Village Playhouse. Uh, For those of you that don't know, that don't live in Wisconsin, the Village Playhouse is one of the longest running, actually 20 plus years to be exact, theater groups in town. And so what they're doing is their annual, um, what they call Labor of Love Fundraiser. It's going on October 15th, which is this coming Sunday. It's going on from five till 10 p.m. And that's going to be located at Inspiration Studios. Coincidentally, it's the same place where I had held my film event, as a matter of fact. So she's going to be coming on the air, and Judy and I are going to be talking about the event itself. We're going to be talking about the Village Playhouse. We're going to be talking about Inspiration Studios. Um, In case any of you want background information on the Playhouse, the website is villageplayhouse.org. And of course, obviously, Inspiration Studios can be found at inspirationstudiosgallery.com. Again, that's October 15th from 5 to 10. It's called a Labor of Love Fundraiser, and it's located at Inspiration Studios in West Dallas, which is 1500 South 73rd Street in West Dallas. If you guys live here, you're already familiar with where that is. That's happening this weekend. Um, As far as local events tonight goes, obviously we know that I I try to support my local musicians as much as possible, but sadly there's only one of me and about 75 of them. So obviously our guest tonight will be talking about his gig tonight, Second of all, to those of you that are Scotty B, a.k.a. Bad Boy fans, although it's just Scotty tonight, he has a gig tonight from 8 to 11 at the Radisson Hotel in Menominee Falls at the RBG Bar. And, of course, my dear friend um, Matt Haffel is actually having a, a gig tonight at most in Tulsa from 8 to 11. And, of course, show some love for Phil Norby. He's going to be down at Pottawatomi Casino from 8 until 11. That's the Milwaukee side of things. Um, on the New York side of things, real quickly, there's three things going on. This one, most important, and it's on my social media page. Uh, my dear friend MJ of Indra Publications, which is indrapr.com, her client, Dr. Edward Alvarez, just for today, as a celebration for Freedom USA Day, he's a dental. And when I say dental, I mean cosmetic dentologist, Therefore, he's doing free cleanings, extractions, and any kind of dental work for anybody who is either currently a veteran, currently a veteran, currently serving in the military, or a veteran. Please, please, please go ahead and check it out. The website is nyclaserdentist.com. If you want to make an appointment, you can still get in today. The telephone number is 212-684-4463. Also, my dear friend Barbara Filo uh, is having her benefit tonight to award the New York City Veterans along the same caveat. 7 to 11 p.m. tonight. There's absolutely no ticket price because it's absolute free admission. Silent auction, raffles, live music, entertainment, food. It's at Gennaro's Catering Hall, which is located in Brooklyn, New York. The address is 6602 13th Avenue. And last but not least, and of course I would be at all three of these events if I was in New York, but I'm here interviewing Marcel. Yeah, that's much better. Anyway, the last one is... Brighter Children's Third Annual Benefit. Just so you guys know, BrighterChildren.org is actually a nonprofit organization in New York City, and they attempt to end poverty through offering primary education in some of the impoverished communities. Today, it happens to be their third annual benefit to raise funds for their organization. The name of the uh, location is The Penthouse. That's located in the hotel on Rivington. Exact address in Manhattan is 107 Rivington Street. You can still get tickets through the website, their website, which is www.prideyourchildren.org. So whether you're in Milwaukee, whether you're in Manhattan, please support each and every one of these, or at least one of them if you can. I don't think you guys realize just how important it is to go out and support these folks, especially since some of them are indie-based, and we all know that I'm very big on indie-based. So without further ado, uh, let's get Marcel on the line. I'm sure, at least I'm hoping he'll be nice to me today because I'm very nervous and tired. Is this Marcel? (laughs)
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: Hi. I'm nervous. I'm very nervous. I'm more nervous now than when we did our first show. I don't think that's that's right. Why are you nervous? I don't think that's right. Because they're a big deal. I hate it when I, see, it's hard. I interview local musicians, and then when I interview locals that are important to me and they're important, then I get all nervous. So now I'm all nervous you have me off my A-game. But hi. Well, that's a good Hi. <laughs> right. right. Okay, well, first of all, we have to fix you because I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Okay, I can hear you now. Okay, good. Let's hope you have, a, like, an actual okay. microphone at home so that you stay that close to me because I couldn't hear you at first. Okay, we have a I lot do. of ground to cover, and there's there's new stuff on my list today that we're going to talk about that we didn't talk about before, so I'm going to surprise you. I have surprises today. I have news, and I have a belated birthday gift for you because I'm that nice. Yay. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're going to jump all over the place. Well, because I have to surprise you and up the ante every time. It's one of those things. So we have a lot to talk about. So I want to start off talking about some of the important stuff. Like, first of all, um, one of the things I learned about you that I didn't know, and and a lot of this stuff that we're covering today is for people in Milwaukee that don't know anything about you. I know a lot of this, but it's important for us to cover this. So I want you to talk to everybody about your background in music educationally. By that I mean I know you went to Sherwood High School, but fill everybody in on how you got most of your training and tuning and how you became this musician, meaning where you formally trained.
1: Well, I kind of looked up and got it. You know what I mean? No, mm-hmm. I. Uh, <clears throat> I started at Sherwood High School. Um, you know, as far as uh, I was in the drama department under mm-hmm. Barb Ginsler and Gary Pruitt, which were they were huge. You know, and <clears throat> in the music part, department at Sherwood, and they're the ones that kind of took me into their wing and kind of showed me. They said, "Hey, this is what you're doing." You know, but you don't know what you're doing, but this is what you're playing, but you don't know what you're playing. So why don't you go talk to the guys at the conservatory? And that's what I did. And I studied at the conservatory music with a guy by the name of Tony King, which is you know, he's no longer with us, but uh, that's where I got most of my jazz training from. So Okay. That, now, that, I want Does that make sense?
0: Question. No, it does make sense, but I have a more specific question about that because as we all know, okay. or at least most of us that either follow musicians or are musicians themselves, you develop your own style, meaning your own sound, your own style, the way you do things and how you want to hear your own music versus how other people want to hear it. So here's my question. Two big influences for you are Stevie Wonder and Billy Joel. So my question was, when you were growing up and you were young, let's say Sam's age or maybe a little younger, um, who kind of put the grassroots instilled into you, meaning musically? Who are some of the people that today, every day, every time you play a gig, you're like, I want to play like that person, sound like that person, et cetera, because they've built something or instilled something in you? Does that
1: make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that's a that's like a that's a hard question to answer because Uh-oh. it's it, yeah because it was so many of them. You know, I mean, I mean, it went through periods in my life where it was like, you know, where there was a singer by the name of Donny Hathaway where I heard Donny sing and I was like, wow, that, you know, not, no way do I sing like Donny Hathaway, but I said, I want I want to sing like that. But in order to sing like that, you have to play like that. So Donny Hathaway, um, the way he plays piano and the way he sings was just so, was, was just incredible to me. So, and then Donny Hathaway led me to Stevie Wonder, and I heard that, and I was totally blown away. I was like, wow, man, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on here. So, you know, then the then I started studying piano players like Billy Joe and Elton John, and then it, it just it just kind of morphed from there, you know. So it went in many different directions in many parts of my life. So um, to answer your question directly, <laughs> you know, I want to play like mm-hmm. all of those guys. I wanted, I wanted to emulate that. I wanted, I wanted to, I really wanted to know how they did that. I want to know what made them. I, I mean, I could physically do it, but I want to know what made them do that. You know, and and it was a lot. You know, had to do with their growing up and you know their lifestyle. So I, I looked at my lifestyle and the way I was growing up, and I started you know playing according to that. So that's what you got. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that well, sense. you know. I want to talk about that a little bit further because when you're saying that, what's interesting to those of you that are listening and that don't know this man or have never seen him play or perform because I've I've had the benefit of doing it on multiple occasions. What I find interesting is is that as I'm talking to you now on this on this interview, make no mistake that he sounds a little quieter and a little more nervous, a little more subdued than normal. So, like, let's say tonight I come to his show or next week I go to his show, and what you see is a lot of this high energy where he's standing up and he's dancing around and he's interactive with his crowd. So it's almost like two personalities are the same pro, if you know what I'm talking about, like you're two different men, so to speak. Where did you pick up that, what I call it, the showbiz side of things, meaning – Standing up, being interactive with the crowd, dancing around, getting them to be high energy. Where does all of that come from? Have you, like, studied somebody? I know that sounds stupid, but some musicians are like, oh, yeah, I, I watched tapes of so-and-so or so-and-so. How would you develop all that?
1: Well, that's, that's a natural thing that you're talking about. That, that, that can't be studied. Because, well, it goes down to attitude and, and it comes down to, you know, the way, you know, how do you want your audience to view you? You know, what it's about you know it's not about you you know that's it, it's about them you know i always tell myself you know this is never ever about me if i'm playing music my piano is a tool to play the audience the audience is the instrument you know um that is the true instrument so if i can make them sing if i can make them dance you know when i say make that means wanting them they have to want to dance they have to want to, you know, interact with me. They want to, I want them to be able to come up and talk to me. And, you know, I want them to even touch me while I'm playing. You know, just, hey, you know, I want to touch this guy. I want to just, I want to, I want to, I want to be with this guy, you know. You know, and that's, music is what I'm talking about. And I want them, you know, I don't. I want them to be judged. I want them to sing and scream as loud as they can and jump as high as they can. and You know, or just sit down and just watch a really good show. So I want to, you know, but I don't want to do it like, you know, I don't be phony about it. You're like, hey, I want you guys to get into it. You know, come on, you know, look at me. I it's not about that. It's about them. You know, so I kind of mm-hmm. play on the emotions of people that I see in the audience when I play. You know. Right. So that's what it's
0: okay. about. Now refresh the audience's memory for those that have never listened in. When you first started out, was was your primary passion always playing the keyboard or piano or had you thought about delving into something else, guitar or some form of other instrumentation? Well,
1: well I wanted to play guitar when I, was, uh, when I was like five or six years old. I thought, like, man, guitar is really cool. I seen Jimi Hendrix set a guitar on fire. I thought that was really cool. I thought, like, wow, man, the guitar's on fire. And I want to play that instrument, you know. But my mom you know, didn't want me to play guitar. She wanted me to play piano because she said everything comes from the piano, and then once you learn piano, then you can play guitar. Well, I mean, I started playing piano, and I just I never picked up a guitar.
0: <laughs> so. okay then, and here it is today, folks, still on that keyboard because he's not. Are you ever going to try the guitar though? Because I think that would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Well,
1: I mean, I mean, I can play guitar. I mean, I, I can I can play. I just you know I, okay. I don't feel I play well enough to. You know, it's not polished well enough to play in front of an audience. You
0: know, I can get my
1: ideas down. So, I mean, it's not that I can't play guitar. I can play, but not – I wouldn't play it in public.
0: (laughs) No, I understand. I do. And, you know, every time I look at this guy, because I've seen him repeatedly, as I mentioned, and one of the things I think about is – and I know that you're very busy, so I know that your schedule may not be able to accommodate this at this point – but. I just—it drives me nuts that you're not teaching kids on a regular basis. I mean, is that ever going to become? Do you think something that really kind of you're like, you know what, this would be a great way to contribute? You know what I mean? I just totally could see you teaching.
1: Well, I mean, I went to college right, to become a school teacher. Well, I started college. Well, I didn't right. finish. I started college to become a school teacher, and when I started student teaching, it—it's—it's it's something I just kind of didn't want to do. You know, I said, well, you know, it was just—it it, was—it was a lot and because it, because in order to be a teacher, I feel. You have to be you have to be on hand, you know. And students are going to call you up, and they and, and and they want to they they want answers, you know, and they want you know really good answers. And you have to know those answers, or at least aim them in the right direction. And I mm-hmm. I just feel like I couldn't dedicate myself, you know, to uh, you know to those students like that, and that, and that's not fair to mm-hmm. to say you're going to teach and not really teach. If you know what I mean. <clears throat>
0: No, I just know what you mean, so, actually. It, it's just, yeah. it's your level of skill and ability and some of the things that you can teach someone that you've learned that sometimes, you know, you can only get by experience and wisdom and time because obviously Marcel just had a birthday. So what are you, like 30 now, right? 31? Sure. 32? I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> I know how old your kid is, so I know how old you are. Thanks so much. But no, you know, <laughs> As you know, there's stuff that Sam knows that, that, you know, he knows, but he's still learning, obviously. Whereas you being the older generation, you've had enough time and patience and, and you know, you've you've honed your craft very, very well, as a matter of fact. Um, so that's why the teaching component comes up. Speaking of teaching, now you're going to teach me something, Mr. Smarty Pants, because before you came on here, I decided to learn a little something about your instrumentation. So I'm really proud of myself. I did a little research. So this is what I know. So we're going to do a little trivia on this keyboard stuff because I don't okay. know anything about this, but you're going to teach me about this because yeah. I'm going to learn about this. I've been told that the typical keyboard mm-hmm. sizes vary from 61 keys to 76 keys to 88 keys. So we want to know on average, typically does Marcel play the same keyboard or does he have a variety and how many keys does he have on that keyboard?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think about it that way. No, that's not a, that's not a, <laughs> a answer. No, it's not really sad. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, well, well, let's go back. So when I play with my band, when I play solo, I always play 88 keys. That's what I mean, because I'm I'm a I'm I'm a piano player. That's what I am. So that's, sure. that's what I learned on. So I my bass is piano. If I'm playing with my band, then I have a top keyboard, it's a synth key. That's a 61 key. That's just my 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 horns, my bells, my you know my my little sound effects or whatever I right. use flutes that kind of thing. But my ground instruments 88 keys on the bottom. I gotta have piano. So yeah, 88 gotcha. keys. But I I will play them all. So.
0: Of course, you will. Any plays them so, so well, I'll, I have to say. So, so I'll
1: I'll take your trivia a little further. There's a piano that that's made by Bosendorf. It's called mm-hmm. a Bosendorfer. That has uh, more than eighty-eight keys. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> really? Like it has, Are you serious? Yeah, it does. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, See, like
0: this one, has, one I thought I, extra I big, this one no? I thought I had a. I had him over a barrel. I'm like, I'm going to know something he doesn't know about his own instrument. Damn it. Well, there's more. Okay, so just wait. Okay, so I've come to learn, supposedly, the top three brands that are out there relative to keyboard, um, to keyboards themselves, meaning the top three manufacturers are Yamaha, Casio, and Roland. So do you subscribe to using those three top brands, or do you have your own particular favorite that you utilize more often than not?
1: You know, I'm a Yamaha guy. I like uh, you know, okay. I like the Yamaha pianos. That's it, you know, they're, to me they sound more authentic. You know, Casios uh, mm. are not bad. You know, they they just stepped in the piano market not too long ago. I want to say I don't know, maybe they they always made like keyboards, but they I'd say a good ten years ago. They uh, they make the previous. They're not bad. You know, but uh, okay. I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a diehard Yamaha guy. And the Rollins, I, I I own Roland products too, but the Rollins are just oh. a little too yeah, they're a little too tinny for me. So, but I do have them. Um, but okay. I'm a Yamaha piano guy. That's me. Oh, okay. okay.
0: Now <laughs> it is. It is, the current recommendation is according to they, meaning the proverbial musicians who make keyboards out there. Supposedly, you are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's advisable to replace your keyboards well, they manufacture new keyboards approximately every two years. So my question to you as a musician is, how often do you find yourself replacing or do you feel like, you know what, I could play the same thing for 10 years and no big deal? Because I don't really understand the maintenance part of it. So is it vital, especially to folks listening in? Should they be replacing their instruments in X, Y, Z amount of times?
1: Well, it depends on how much you play. Um, Like I said, I don't recommend replacing your instruments at all unless you need to. Um, Hmm. Like my top keyboard, I've been using... I I use a, my X2 keyword. I've been using that since since '95. You know, so wow, not, that that long. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so man. I mean, I I just think it's to each his own. You know, um, if you take care mm-hmm. of them, you know, by investing really good cases, you don't have to. You shouldn't have to replace them at all. Now, keys you have to replace every now and again because the key beds get soft and you know sometimes they break. I break a lot of keys, and there's a guy named John Blick. Mm-hmm which is uh, my my piano repair guy. He lives right around the corner from my house. So I see him, you know, maybe three four times a year, and
0: that's where we're at. (laughs) Nice. Very nice. Now, another professional question. See, I'm on my A game today. I know all this stuff, and I'm, like, so proud of myself. Listen to me. I'm patting myself on the back. Okay. Because there's there's a piano on one side and there's a keyboard, and I know they're the same but different. So here's my specific question to this. If you could tell me a bit about Mm -hmm. the difference Style-wise and sound-wise, between playing on a piano and playing on a keyboard, or is there really not much difference?
1: There's not much difference in style. Style's up to the individual.
0: You know that's you know right. That's up to the individual. But
1: now a piano, obviously, is gonna you know piano is like the, you know that's the king instrument. That's what you. Do. But it's hard to bring a piano to a gig because you have the you have to tune it. If you move pianos, you have to tune them. There's a there's a harp inside of it. You know that you have to you have to tune. Just temperature changes. You know if it gets too cold and strings loosen up, then they go flat. You know then it, you know warm cold warm cold. And it's just not good for strings. So people resolve. You know they they fix that by buying a keyboard. You know hey this sounds mm-hmm. just like a piano. So I, I bring this 88 key piano to my show and I it sounds just like a grand piano. Great. But the problem there is the keys don't go down far enough on a electric keyboard as they do on a piano. So you have to change your Internally change your feel a little bit to compensate, you know, hmm. the uh, the difference, which the average person in the audience would never know, you know. Cause, I mean, they won't know. They don't know how it feels because they're not playing it. But that's that's the difference that I experience.
0: Gotcha. Well, and the other thing is, too, what I'm thinking is, because you, you, most people don't know this, but when you're listening in today, I'll be the first one to admit, Marcel plays an exceptionally large number of gigs versus, let's say, another musician, for instance. They all play, but some play a little less. Obviously, Mar- Marcel plays on a regular basis. So my question is, and I think we might have covered this before, but this is important to talk about. Maintenance okay. for Marcel, and when I say that, I mean physically, mentally, etc. Like one time you made a reference about playing 10 gigs in a week. So let's talk about that a little bit. So when Marcel is playing, you know, an hour at a time or two hours or three hours or whatever, um, how much rest time is there? Do you need rest time? Are your fingers uh, – I mean, do you have to worry about things like arthritis, et cetera? Do you know what I'm saying? Because that's a lot mm. on your body. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, not arthritis thing, no. I don't I don't have arthritis yet, you know. So let's, let's hope that doesn't happen for a while. <laughs> Sure, Oh no, no, no. I mean, I mean, it can be, you know, it can become straining, you know, physically and mentally. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot with any job. You know, I don't, you know, with any job, you go, you know, you go do a job. You know, it may be a different place, but it's kind of the same routine. You know, you have to, you know, get mentally, you know, get tired mentally. You just do. You know, it's like, oh man, I don't want to see another keyboard. I don't want to see another piano. I just don't want to do it, you know, I don't want to sing another note, you know, I want somebody else to do it, you know, I want to sit down and watch. That happens, but that's just part of any job, though. It doesn't take away my desire to play, but, yeah, you need rest, you know, I mean, you need to, you know, it's not like I'm doing, like, you know, physical hard physical labor, you know, but you need you need to exercise, you know, you have to, you know, you got you have to walk away from it for a while, you know, and just, you know, sure. and get, like, a fresh take, you know, so, so, like, my free time would be, you know, to, to, Like sit at home and do absolutely nothing, you know, because I'm always on the go, always out, always, you know, talking to people Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So rest for me is a is is a big thing. You know, just getting away, not doing anything, you know. And that doesn't mean going to a bar. That doesn't mean, you know. um, I'm a boater, so I'll I'll jump on the boat and hit the boat. I'm a Harley rider, I'll jump on the bike. So that's part of it. You know, I know it sounds, you know, that doesn't like, you know, it's therapeutic for me, you know, and and I need that to To play a lot, and I do play a lot. I do, I do. Like I played uh, at Rare Steakhouse. I played on the Wednesdays, and I played there from four to ten. So, right. and I only took one break. So that's a long time to play.
0: Yeah, you know, I know. he does. So, he does play that. You, you do. You're, you're constant with that. As a matter of fact, And I wanted to ask you about that too because. I, I sometimes wonder if you're doing that more for yourself or for the audience. Do you know what I mean? Cause like Iraq's relatively similar and some of the other musicians in town meaning they'll go on a stretch for like a good hour and a half and they will keep playing. And I'm thinking to myself, don't they have to like pee or eat or like get a drink or do you know what I'm saying? So that's why I wonder that I'm like, we love it, you know, cause we're part of the audience, but yeah. is that in part something that you just enjoy doing? Meaning you love it so much that you don't want to stop, you know?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's that too. I mean, it's, it's, it's that you enjoy it, which I do enjoy playing. It's also sometimes you're working the tip jar. Hey, man, if I sit there and play, you know, I can make more tips. That's part of it, depending on the gig, depending on the day. Sometimes I'm just going to, you know, the time goes, you know, it just it goes faster when you sit on and play, you know. Not that you want the time to go fast, but in some cases, like, you know, hey, I just want to play, you know, I just want to get through the gig, you know, because i got other things that I need to do now. Of course. But when you do that, when you do that, it's not taking away from your gig. It's like it's easier. The time just goes easier. It's all. It's almost like reading a book. You know, hey, I'm gonna. I I'm want I'm some free time. I read this book. I want to play this music. I want to get through the gig. That's what you want to do in a good way, not like a, I want to rush through the gig. But I want to. You know, it just. It just. It, it makes it go fast. It makes the gig go faster. You look up and go, oh wow, I'm almost. I'm almost done. You know, which is a really cool feeling. Cause like, hey, I'm almost done. I can. You know, now I can mingle a little bit. So then you go to play, and then it feels like you're not even playing. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm done. I was, that was easy. You know, I could play like, straight through. You didn't take yeah. a break. You know.
0: Yep. I do. I do. Every time I do a show, I look up and I'm like, oh my God, that show was like going on forever, but it seemed like it was 15 minutes. <laughs> I mean, unless you're talking to Marcel right. and you're nervous every waking second. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, so I, mean, yeah. Okay. I, I trust I'm me. Just wait till yeah. later. So you had a session like two minutes ago talking about the things you like. And, and whenever I talk about Marcel, he doesn't know this, but I always say Marcel likes the three the three Bs, that's what I call it, which is boats, bikes, and ball. And in this particular case, it's the only problem that I have with Marcel, which is he's a Green Bay fan. So I try to pretend like that doesn't happen or exist because I try not to put any mental energy into that. But I just saw something I want to ask you about. Really cool idea. One yeah. of your friends posted about you participating in a Sunday Open jam slash karaoke thing instead of watching football, and I thought, how cool of an idea is that, right? I think that's awesome. Yeah. Like at a house or something like that, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. I, you know, I, unfortunately, I couldn't make it to that one. That was a, a really good friend of mine, Brian Work. I, I, you know, I, right. He had that, and I, I couldn't make it. But I'm actually doing a gig with him on October 28th or 29th, whatever Sunday that is. We're going to do it at Sloppy oh, right. Joes, and yeah. so I, I'll get a chance to play with him then. But yeah, uh, absolutely, great idea. You know, great idea.
0: It is a good idea, definitely, so. without a doubt. Oh, and apparently, there's one thing that you do like because last time you were on the show, you kind of skirted around this issue. But now, if you go to Marcel's Facebook page, you have the most beautiful person that helps you with your equipment and supports you at your digs. Um, is that your wife? Future wife? Girlfriend? What's her name again?
1: My girlfriend. Yeah, I'm. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not married.
0: But yeah, I know my, you're not my married. Girlfriend. Yeah, so let's you talk about why? Heather a little bit. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. Because you know what the best way to yeah. get a wedding gig is? Get married. Because you could totally play your own wedding. Well, I'm just throwing that out there, like some kind of maybe throwing that out there sort of thing. But we well, do want to talk about well, Heather well, well, because well, I have a question, clear, and it's know, not well, a marriage question. First of all, okay, because I was going to say, because, you know, like,
1: like I mean, you know you, you know how I feel about the whole marriage thing. It's not yes, nothing against Heather, nothing against anybody in the world. You know, you I brought it up, know. so, you know, it's just like... Mine, you know, the laws of Wisconsin and
0: blah, blah, blah. You know, hey. Uh, you know, I know. I, just, I know. Hey. Boy, <laughs> I works, know. Man, you know. I hear it every time I see them. I, I try Folks, I try every time I see them. And it's just like, it's just like, how I get it? Right, one day. Anyways, we do want to mention Heather for one particular reason or another. Because I'm a firm Go. believer in this. You've been in a relationship for four Go. years now with Heather. So here's my question, because mm-hmm. I ask a lot of musicians this. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. one of the reasons why musicians are um, – do so well personally and professionally is because they have a great support system. So that includes not just Heather, but obviously your your child and your family base. So talk to me a little bit about um, how they kind of inspire and motivate you to be a better man and a better musician. Well, I mean,
1: I don't think I mean, and like I said, and this is probably not the answer you're looking for,
0: <laughs> but um, there's no right answer, dear, just yours. Okay, no, I, that, that, that's
1: that's no, that's what I'm saying. My, I mean, people think, you know, okay, well, because of these people that you're. Don't get me wrong. I mean, people are very supportive. I know it sounds really bad, and I'm probably, <laughs> but that's not. You know, you have to be okay as an individual. You have to know who you are. You know, you have to have goals for yourself. You know, and you have to be able to execute those goals for yourself. Now, you know, everybody else and anything else that comes along with that, you know, that's just candy on top of it. You know, but if you're not okay, if you're not Strong as an individual, then everything else is going to crumble. So, <laughs> I I would like to think that you know that I I kind of have my stuff together, you know, before mm-hmm. you know I present myself to all these people, you know. Sure, and that, um, that includes Heather, you know, and you know, so yeah. Because you know, if, if I don't have it together, then you know, then they're going to look at me and go, "Hey, you know, this guy doesn't really have it together," you know. And it's like, "Oh, please, can you help me get this together?" You know. That and that's not going to last because then you're riding on somebody else's thing. You know what I mean? You know,
0: I need I this do. person
1: to be here. I need this. I need. I, I need these. You know. You know. I need my son here because if my son's out here, I can't function. Now he's in college, so if if I depended on my son to be here, I would. I would have crumbled. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm a realist. I'm a realist. You know. If, yes, he is. You know, if if things decide to change in your life, if something happens beyond your control, then you know. Then what happens? Then what do you have? You have to go back to you, and you have to be strong for yourself. And that's why—that's one of the reasons why I can play a solo gig because, you know, it's, you know, if my band can't make it, you know, I can do it. You know, I can make it happen. You know what I mean? So drop me off in a town, you know, <laughs> drop me off in a town anywhere. Six months, you'll be coming to my house. You know, I'll be having it. I'll, I'll get it together. I'll make it happen. You know, not saying that I do not – we're talking about Heather. Not saying I don't – you know – you know having no, all of of things happen for me you know so you know you know and it, it and she does you know she helps me out you know, she's, you know she's there for me you know hopefully i'm there for her you know
0: <laughs> i was <laughs> just going to a... say you're not yeah, yeah let me just comment on that are you ever on social <laughs> media do you know who you are okay i mean oh my god the i folks let me just say <laughs> The most special, the most amazing man, My, he makes my heart beat. Oh, my God, dude, she's like so into you. It's like, oh, my God. And it's touching, and it's sweet, and it's very <laughs> sentimental. And so, yeah, she adores you, absolutely no doubt whatsoever. But I do have a question relative to her because, obviously, I know that when you guys first met, you know, the motorcycle thing was kind of new for Heather. So did she ever come to you and say, you know what, can you teach me how to play the keyboards or the piano? Has she ever had an interest in tooling around with the music stuff?
1: Absolutely not. I mean she well oh. I mean as far as like learning how to play I mean as far as her playing, no. no she doesn't have an instrument. No. No, she does she's like you know, she's like, Oh uh, no. She's like, I'll play a triangle, she says. But now you know that's funny. But, no, just
0: no interest. It's, it's
1: okay. It's fine. But make no mistake about it. I mean, she's very supportive in what I do and I and I really appreciate that. Like I because I 'cause I'll drag her into a music store, you know, it's like you know I mean, she does, she doesn't have a clue, but she'll be there with me and she'll oh this is you know she knows prices and she knows, you know, she knows what I like, you know, yeah. and then, and she has an eye for it. You know, she's bought and she, you know, she, she buys me things, you know, for, Aww.
0: you
1: know, cause,
0: you know, yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, she's like, I saw you looking at this and blah, there it is. I'm like, Oh, thank you. You know, how, how, how sweet is that? <laughs> it was the thing. That's the one. So, you know, she does, she, she did
0: the research on it. She's like, ah, that's what I was looking for. She's like, I know. <laughs> Aww, that's so sweet. We are totally team Heather on this show. Totally team Heather right now. Not that I'm not team herself, but totally team Heather. I'm just going to throw that out there. So thanks for that little explanation. So the next question, and you probably won't like this one because you'd be like, where the hell is that coming from? The other day I was wondering okay. to myself, have you ever played classical music? Because in my brain I was picturing you, and I kid you not, this is a compliment. I could see you playing a funeral. That's probably not right, is it? But I totally could. Because I'm like, if he played classical music, like maybe he could like be comforting people at a wake or, you know, you know just a thought, I mean, throwing it out there. I mean,
1: I've I studied classical music just to kind of say, okay, know, let me see where this is coming from. You know, I kind of studied it, but it's just really not my thing, you know, and, and I'll listen to it. You know, it's not somebody's like, yeah, it's because you can't play it. No, that's not what it is. It's just like just okay. you know, it's not the, It's just not my thing. You know, I it, if you look at a classical background, it's not my background. It's not where I came from. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's just not. My, oh no, I. Get it's it. not my thing. You know, if if if, yeah. if classical music, if, if, if I came from that, I I'd probably be playing it. if I look at the people that play classical music and look at their background and what you know and what they're into, I'm, that's just not. You know, it's, it's just not. It's not the thing that turns my crank. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. <laughs> not saying. Completely. I appreciate it. I totally appreciate it. And I, you know, and it, and a classical music. I'm not pulling anything away from classical music. It's amazing. It, you know it is. And I was like, wow. You know I'm like, wow. that. But, for me, as you know, well, what do I want to listen to? And what do I want to? It's it's not my thing. And I never. And I'm not. And I don't. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just have to no, no, no. I get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's so funny. Let me just clarify. No, wait. Let me just clarify. Here's my opinion, but let me just clarify. I think we get you. I understand. Mm-hmm. I just saw the classical thing. I was like, this would be cool because, believe it or not, folks, even though you can't see it and you will hear it when I play his music, um, that's one of the finest things that I admire about your talent is the fact that you actually do play well, meaning like some people can get on stage and, and you know that they play good, but you actually play extremely proficiently and with great passion. And, and that comes across in every single show, folks. I guarantee you that. And I'm not just saying that because I like it just a wee bit, but it's true. And am lie. So we want to talk a bit about your background in music because you have played a gazillion places from all sorts of festivals and obviously the big summer fest in town. One of the things that I found out about you that I thought was really cool, and I want you to talk about this, because in in the past you've gone to various states to play, but you also went to like – Hong Kong and Singapore, which I never knew. What made you want to go that Absolutely. far away, or was that like, was that like way on, or how did all that happen?
1: Well, it was it was offered to me, so I was like, yes, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's um, simple. I really never had, I never really had a desire to leave the country, and that's probably because you know the media, you know, they, they kind of scare you into doing things. So I was like, eh, you know, I don't, I don't really want to leave the country, but and the first time I left the country was in 1992. Um, we we're doing a gig somewhere. I think it's downtown Chicago, and then some little Chinese guy he walked up to me. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just a little black dude talking to this little Chinese guy. We we're sitting there talking, and we became friends. And you know, <laughs> and he said, he said, I want you to play in my country, and I said, okay,
2: and
1: I said, just set it up and I'll be there. You know, and that we were just talking, and I said that to everybody, hey man, just set it mm-hmm. up and I'll be there, and which is true, and it's just true. Mm -hmm. so he called me about a month later, this is back in 92, and he called me a month later and said, hey, do you remember talking to me? And I said, yeah, I remember you. He said, okay. He said, well, I have you, can I book you from January till next January? I said, that's a whole year. He said, yes. I said, absolutely. So and talked to my band and they said, yeah, we're in. And he said, okay, you have tickets waiting for you, and you'll be at the Hyatt Regency in, in, in Hong Kong from January to January. And he sent me the contract, and the number was right, and we did it. And I was like, oh, I'm leaving. Now, my, I didn't have any kids. I didn't have, you know, I, I, it was just me. Right. So right. We, all, uh, we all jumped on a plane, and that's how it happened. And once I got there, you know, all the things that, you know, all my prejudges about leaving the country all kind of went away because it was a very cool experience. And I was very glad that I went. and It was one of the most, you know, most important things in my life, you know,
0: oh experience-wise. Oh, awesome. And
1: I was like, wow. So you know, oh, we, were almost, we were there for almost, yeah, we were there for almost two years, you know. And uh, I learned a lot about culture, a lot about the language, a lot about. I learned a lot about me, you know, just being out of the country. I learned, I learned a lot about the United States, that we, how you know how we have it made here. I mean, because I mean they were, you know, once I came back here, I was like, whoa, man, I'm glad to be home, you know. It's like wow, I had a different mm-hmm. appreciation for life here in America, you know. <laughs> and, and then I went again, I uh, went again in 2000, 2013, I think I went again. I went back to Hong Kong and Singapore. I did a private party, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was, you know, I, I was there before, but this is on a cruise ship, so it was for uh, John Hancock Insurance that they rented the cruise okay. ship out, and got a, I got a chance to hang out with a comedian named Kevin Meaney. Oh, God, it's so funny. And uh, got a chance to hang out with uh, Olivia and john She was uh, the headliner on the ship. So okay. and even that was a, you know, that was a whole different experience. Because the first time I went away, I didn't have a kid. This time I went away, I had, I had my son. My, my son was here. So it was kind of hard to leave uh-huh. him. Sure, But, you know, but hey, the money was right. We talked about it. He said, Dad, you better go. And I was like, I think you're right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> End so, of discussion. There you go. Boom, done. Wow. That's pretty cool. much how I went. Very- you know,
1: I at that at that time you know, pretty much I run everything by my son. I was like, Hey, you know, what do you think? You know, if I had to leave for a little while. I wouldn't go for like six months or anything like that. But I said hey, they're making oh, my wow. offer I can't refuse, you know. I was like, you know, I'll be gone for like a month, maybe a month and a half. He was like, You better go. <laughs> so that's what we did. We decided I, I went and uh yeah. And now I'm back. But, well, yeah, at- so hope I answered your question. Well voice.
0: at the risk of getting lynched. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask this question, but we do have an international Good. following on this audience, like in Italy and France and um, Germany. So if there's any international people listening, here's Marcel on the line. So if you wanted to offer him a gig right now for how many months, you'd be okay with that? I'm not answering this. Well, now, I,
1: well, well, well now I'd be okay with it. I mean, like I said, my, son is, okay. uh, my son's is my son gone, so and right. he's in college, you know, and I've mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good for six
0: months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, I'm just going to go for six months. Oh, my God. I'm so in trouble. I'm just throwing that out there as potential business. That's all. It's one of those things. Um, one of the past things in your um, – I, I forgot about this part, but you used to be part of the Marcel-Goyton uh, trio, and I forgot that you were even – what was that again? Because I couldn't remember today. I came across this in an old article, and I was like, I should ask him whatever happened to this trio thing that he had going on. Do you even do that anymore? You don't, right?
1: I don't. I had the, it was a trio. Well, I, I kind of do a three-piece now, but not, not the same. Right. And then it was my uh, myself, obviously, and then Phil marriage which is a uh, bass player for the Rhythm Kings, and then there was a guy named Dale right. Bennett that played drums. And, uh, gotcha. And that we were, yeah, and, and Dale was just phenomenal. He's a phenomenal drummer. Uh, he moved uh, he moved away, like, in 2012, I think. I think he moved to Memphis once he moved. It was just kind of like, you know, going back to playing solo. But that was a trio. I used to play yeah, we had a blast playing that trio. We could sit down and just play like almost anything,
0: you know? I totally get it. So that, and the other thing... That was a trio. The dueling pianos, because I've seen you do dueling pianos not very often, but I've always wanted to ask this question. Sometimes I looked at you play mm-hmm. and I wonder to myself... I wonder if dueling pianos is a means for both of them to sharpen their skills because there is a bit of competition involved with that, obviously. But you have two people that are at the top of their craft playing, so um, you probably don't get to do that much anymore now, do you? And do you miss that sort of thing?
1: Um,
0: you know, I
1: don't miss it. I mean, it's it's there, you know, and I do. I just played about, about a dueling piano gig about a month ago at Acuity Insurance. So, I mean, they're oh. there, you know. Um, sure. But doing pianos is, you know, it's, you know, it's a, it was huge, I don't know, from like 2007 here, no, it's it's huge all over, but here in Milwaukee, it got big around 2007, 2008, until about Mm -hmm. maybe 2012 or 13, Um, and then it kind of died down.
0: Right, and I miss that. that.
1: So, you know, you know, you know, so to answer your question, I mean, it's, it's you on a piano and an audience and you have mm-hmm. to make that song sound as good as you can with what you have and you have to get the audience into it and you have to make mm-hmm. it happen and that's a challenge to do that really you know, for, Even me, for you yeah yeah well, yeah, well <laughs> It's a, challenge for, it's a challenge for anybody, you know, to, to do I don't care how good of a piano player you are, how good of a singer you are, you know. It's a challenge for you to rock that audience on that piano. It's just you and that instrument. That's all there is. That's all you have. Right. And you have to make it happen. And you have to make it happen all night. <laughs> That's not easy to do. That's awesome.
0: So, so I, I have yeah. another question for you, if it's okay, because you are the mm-hmm. guest on here. So when I posted up the announcement that we were having you on the show, I told um, your friends that you could, you, you would be able to take questions if they called in. Would that be okay with you? <laughs> okay, are you going to yell at me? <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> okay. No, not at all. all right. <laughs> okay, that's fine. All right, are you all prepared? Because this might be a complicated question. We'll see. I have no idea no, who this is, wait. so we'll find out. Okay.
2: oh
0: here we go. Hi, do you have a question for Marcel? I do have a question. Go ahead. Hey. Hello. Um,
2: How are you? I'm Sam Guyton. I am your son. I'm calling in (laughs) to say how are
0: you. Yay! We're both on at the same time. I'm so excited. Yes, we are. Sydney, how are you? Oh my God! I'm so excited right now. It's like father and son. Like here's one side. They're both on one side of me. Now I'm terribly petrified. I'm petrified (laughs) right now. I can't. I don't even know if I can do this right now. I'm scared. I'm so afraid. So surprise, Marcel. I didn't want you to figure out that your kid was calling in. So you're not mad, are you?
1: No, you're gonna make me cry. What you gonna do with? Yeah, right here. Well, hello.
0: Uh, I'm not stupid. Okay. So I have a question for you, Sam, about your father, because you're on the line right now. So let's talk to Sam a little bit about his dad. In case you folks don't know, just a small background, Sam is obviously Marcel's son, who is now obviously a current student at NYU. So the first question I want to ask you, Sam, because you obviously have a different view than I do. I'm, of course, his friend, and I'm also obviously someone who attends his shows. You are his son. So talk to his audience a little bit about um, him being a dad, and then, of course, him being the dynamic piano player that he is, what can you tell his audience about who he is and why they should go see him okay, absolutely, so well, I think when people go see him perform, you know they they of course see him you know as you
2: know kind of like um happy go lucky guy, and maybe you know that's kind of a thing that he might turn on and off, but in reality it's he's actually always like that you know he's you know he's very much so into the music and He's having fun when he's doing music, and nine times out of ten, in real life, he's always having fun. So I think it's important that when people go see him perform, that they know it's not just that. You know, that's that's his whole life. That's all that he's been doing for what 20, 30 years. And I think that's very, um, very awesome. You know, I think you
0: know, I think that means something to be able to do it for so long and still find that joy. Well, just to make a correction, that's not really his whole life. Actually, his whole life is on the line right now, literally on this phone call, <laughs> obviously. Um, just so you know Sam, in case he's not told you this because he's told every one of us this, which is, you know, his, you know, he's kind of, his whole world has been wrapped around Sam, obviously. And so um, I have a, another question, Sam. Uh, one of the things I noticed today when I looked at a picture of two of you, and it was probably about five mm-hmm. or ten pictures. I don't know if either one of you noticed this, but you both kind of have that same not only do you have the same eyes, but you have that same look of excitement when you're performing or when you take pictures together. Et is that done intentional? Do you notice that about each other? Have you seen that? No. Look at I mean, no. really, Marcel? Do yeah, you I see mean, that when you look I, at him? I, yeah,
2: I've never noticed that. I think it's cool that you bring it up. I mean, sure. I, you know, that's something that other people see that I that I don't even see. It's just that's just natural. That's just how it is. It just, you know, it feels it feels good. We get to do something that we love, like, all the time. Like, why wouldn't we just be as happy
0: as possible? Exactly. I agree with you. Um, now, Marcella I have a question for you, because obviously Sam just started at NYU, and, and very recently I saw that he just posted up that he played at Ashford and Simpson Sugar Bar. So how do you feel as a dad, meaning now not only have you sent him off to New York and he's a student and now he's played this gig there and he's kind of establishing himself, how does that feel for you?
1: Um, feels great, you know, as far as... Uh... As far as life goes, but as a dad, you know, I'm a little scared. You know, I'm always cautious of my son when he's around. But you know, he's got to go out and he's got to do it. You know, he's got to grow up and he's got to, you know, you gotta, gotta let him do it. So it's it's bittersweet. It's 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 great that he he has to go out and <laughs> stake his claim in the world. You know, he's a citizen of the USA. You know,
0: <laughs> I get and it. He's well, gotta make and- it happen. So. So what did you teach him, Marcel? Or what have you taught him, or, or passed on to him that he should know about both life and music?
2: Dump, dump, dump. question.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I was, I was trying, you know, you know, always do what you say you're going to do, you know, in life. Um, always, you know, yeah, that's a hard question because <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. It's kind of hard to say, you know. It's kind of hard to say what I teach them because I mean, I mean, we lived it. You know what I mean? You know, right. We okay. lived. That's how. We, that's how we live. You know. It's like, hey, I don't even know how to answer that question. It's like, you know, I mean, you know, as far as the music goes, you know, I said, hey, you know, always bring your A game. You know, um, if if you got something going on, you know, take, don't don't ever take it to the stage. You know, when you're up there, when you're up there performing, you know, you do 100 percent. You know, above and beyond the call of duty, you know, and that's it. You know, I always tell them my biggest thing was the audience is the instrument. You're the tool. Make sure you keep your toolbox full so you can always have stuff to go back to and present it to your audience and you just keep, you know, you make an impression, you know, you keep pounding them over their head in a good way so that, hey, you know, that was, so when you say Sam Guyton, you know, it's like, okay, wow. You know, that's big. So that's what I taught them music. <laughs>
0: Well, Sam, I guess here's my question to you, because obviously you're new at NYU, so we want to know not only how was the college experience, but how did the gig go the other night? Because clearly this is new for you, right? I mean, this is all very different.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So NYU is going very well. Of course, it's definitely a challenge here. Um, I'm surrounded by people that are doing the exact same thing, and they have the same passion that I do, which I think is great. I love being around that. The energy is good. Um, correction: The gig, it, w- it was actually not a gig. It was actually an open jam. So what I'm doing right now. Oh, I'm now sorry. Is I'm, uh, no, 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 no. That's fine. Uh, you know. Um, so I'm going around to just you know various places that hold these jams, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm going up there because almost like because I have to. You know, it's so much fun. I like having fun sometimes. You know, I don't have time to leave. You know, to go and do gigs every weekend, just due to the academic load. But if I can go out and sing a few songs, you know, that kind of does it for me as of right now. Um, you know, and talking about classes, I'm actually walking back into class in like two seconds here. So I just wanted to oh, thank no, I'm you sorry, Sam. for having me call in. No, 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 no. But um, I also want to uh, give a little shout-out to Saluno Calhoun that I think you're, you're going to be there January 5th, right? Yes. And uh, mm-hmm. Generation Z is going to come back, and we're going to be there the very next day, the 6th. So whoever's listening in, if you guys are fans of the Rhythm Kings or Generation Z, so... Uh, uh, I guess the Guyton's are taking over saloon that weekend. So I think that's important. <laughs>
0: and, Sam, okay. make but sure yeah, you no. check your I, – I didn't know that you had to dash off so soon, so I had a surprise for the both of you. So check your, um, yeah. your message box when you get off of here because you'll be very happy. I have two things for you. Uh, the festival is one of them, and then the other thing I haven't told your dad yet, but it'll be there. And thank okay. you for doing this. I appreciate it. I thank think he was you. surprised. Anytime, dear. Yes, Good yes. luck. <laughs> Talk to thank you later, Dan. Bye, Derek. guys. Bye. Love you, buddy. Am I cool or what? That was kind of awesome, wasn't it, though? That really was kind of
1: cool. Yeah, you got to be for a loop on that. You nice. didn't have
0: any idea, did you? ha! And the surprises will continue. <laughs> well, you know, he is your kid, and I know you like him a little, and I like him a whole lot. So I was like, okay, doesn't he sound so <laughs> mature, though, now? Like, he totally sounds so mature, doesn't he? He, like, has all these answers. Absolutely. He's really serious. He sounds so great. Oh, my gosh. I hope I didn't make you cry. Well kind of in a good way, but anyways. So that's Sam Sorry. everybody. Isn't that awesome? Major announcement on my show. So you heard it. January sixth, twenty eighteen. Marcel and his son are taking the house over at Foon on Calhoun. That's awesome. Okay. So now that we're done with Sam, I don't think anyone else is calling in except for a big Hollywood producer who wants to put your music in a movie. Would that be okay?
1: That'd be fun. Okay. That'll be perfect.
0: Um I want to make sure that I talk about a couple of things because you are a Wisconsin musician, obviously. So the first thing is, in case you folks didn't know this, um, Marcel has been a, a whammy nominee, obviously, of course, Keyboardist of the Year. So talk to me about that. When somebody says to you, hey, I think you're good enough to be considered blank of the year, whatever have you, whether it's whammy or anyone, um, is that important to you, meaning industry recognition, or um, is that just something you never expected or tried for, or what does that mean to you?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It means that it means that I'm honored that somebody would, you know, add my name to, you know, the six or seven names that are on that same list, you know, so it's like, wow. You know, it's just it's a big deal. Did I try for it? No. You know, I just you know, I'm real laid back. You know, I just I really enjoy what I do and I'm not you know, I don't I don't wanna play to impress or just you know, to get my name on a hey i want I want that award, you know if if it comes it comes you know if that that, that that's great if it doesn't i just just having my name here is you know standing next to those guys is 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 great, especially a guy named Theo mayweather theo and I grew up together and uh and he has uh-huh. always been a phenomenal yeah, so yeah, he's phenomenal, you know also one of my one of my best friends, so um to, to even to be considered to stand next to him is i'm honored. <laughs>
0: Speaking of honor, I made it in life. so <laughs> this has been this has been said of you, and and I love this quote actually. In fact, it's one of the the ones that I've read, and I thought this this puts you to a T. But I want to know what you think of this: when someone refers to you as one of the finest keyboard players, keyboard player vocalists in the Midwest, would you concur with that? Oh. I mean, do you own that?
1: I don't know if I own it. <laughs> I just well, you like should. Sure. Oh, that's I'm why Malkin. I'm I'm just gonna say I'm that, honored, you know. That, okay. go, that that goes back to you know hey, I'm I'm honored somebody would say that, you know. I, I don't really consider myself a vocalist. I just consider myself, you know. I kind of I kind of sing along so that I can know the know what I'm playing when I sing. <laughs> just
0: kind of oh happen my every. God. to him. Listen to him. Oh my god, you are so <laughs> underplaying this. It's ridiculous. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Now, since I I can ask you this because you're a musician and I'm not, um, if there are people listening today, because this is huge, obviously you live in Milwaukee, you don't live in New York or Chicago or L.A. So if if there's somebody listening in who's on the slow track to becoming a musician or wants to be a musician, living in the Milwaukee area all these years and being in the industry for so long, what are some of those um, telltale sort of, okay, if you want to succeed to any degree in this city, what would you advise them to do? Well, first of all, I would say, I
1: mean, you have to have goals, and one of the goals I would treat, I'd lose one of the goals as far as like let me make it to the top of Milwaukee, you know, because there's a there's a there's a big world not downing Milwaukee, but there's a big world outside of Milwaukee, and with, with any game there there are a lot of politics in it, you know, there are a lot of mm-hmm. uh, you know there's it's just it's, there's a lot of competition and there's a lot of cheating going on in this game. You know, uh, there are a lot. So you have to, whatever you're going to do, musician, whatever you're going to do in life, but we're talking about music here, so let's just stay on that. You know, keep your nose to the grindstone. Keep your goals, keep your goals true to yourself. And you set those goals high and you reach for them, you know, whether that's, there, you know, hopefully that's beyond Milwaukee, you know, and, and then everything else will fall in place, you know. Um, if there's a certain gig you want to play, you know, just walk up and ask, can you play that gig, you know, but hopefully you're ready to play it, you know. Make sure that you're ready to, to to do what it is that you want to do in life. And I think everything else will fall in place, you know, whether it's Milwaukee, whether it's Chicago, whether it's New York, I don't care where it is, you know. but 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 now with social media and YouTube and, you know, and Twitter and, there was a thing called Stage It, or your show. That I mean, there's so many outlets that you can use to you know to get your music out there and get yourself out there. And, you know, sure. And you can create an audience. You can create an internet audience and make a living just doing that. And nobody I, national will ever know who you are. You know, so uh, just you know, keep those keep those goals true to yourself. You know, good answer. That's, uh, that's very my, good answer. That's my
0: advice. Nice. nice. Now, the difference between the last time you are on the show and this time is I have music this time. And what's really cool is I have original music. So I have to tell you folks, every time I go see him, I'm on his ass like white on rice. Oh, I can't say ass. It's my joke. Um, because this is what I always want to hear. Marcel, 90% of the time, is playing all these wonderful songs, and you've heard them all, and they're wonderful, and he does them great. And then I'm like... He's like, and he requests that I'm like, original. Every time it's original, then he looks at me like he's nauseated for some reason. Like, oh my God, she wants me to play something that I put together. Imagine that original music. So, yes. Yeah, so today I said, Marcel, you have to send me this song. So I want you to give a little segue into this song, of course, because um, folks, Get in the Groove, which I'm playing, is actually part of the Watch the CD. He had actually had um, Chris Pipkins play the sax on this. And so talk to me a bit mm-hmm. about when you. Pre- the song, and of course, tell us when we can expect some original music from Marcel. Well, like we could actually buy a CD of all his original music, because I'd like to know, and I'm sure our audience would—all 62,000 of them. Thank you. <laughs> Go well, ahead.
1: It's coming. So, um, well, this song did the agree. You know, I wrote this song actually for the Milwaukee Bucks, when they were supposed to make the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs, so they actually wanted to buy the song at that time. Uh, that was a while ago. But I said, nah, I think I'm just going to keep it. So, but I wrote that song for the Milwaukee Bucks. And, okay. You know, uh, Chris Trippens walked in. First take, I played the song for him. First take, he played it. He played the sax line in it. He, that was a one take. There was no starting over. He did it one time. He walked in with his sax. He said, play it. He played it one time through, and then he recorded it. And then he said, okay, I got to go. And he backed up his sax and he left I was like, "You just did some amazing sax playing on, on this on this song." He was like, "Yeah, it was pretty cool, wasn't it?" And then he had to go to another gig, so he was he was on the run. So I, that that
0: that's what blew me away about this song. Yeah, it's an awesome song, yeah. and I've heard it a bunch of times, and it is it, it's absolutely awesome. So, what are you going to do with the song now?
1: Well, so you I'm, wouldn't let I'm the bug
0: ride, So, what are you going to do?
1: Not not on my back to my son. Now that my son's gone to college, I can um. I got about ten songs that I have. I'm actually going to re-release that song, and I'm going to put with the other nine songs that I have, well, the other ten songs that I have on the CD. And then when I head, I headlined Jazz on the Vine at Elkhart Lake for Mother's Day weekend coming up right. in May. Um, right. I'm going to have it ready by then, and then I'm going to, I'm going to sell. I will sell the, um, I don't know if you call it the MP3 or the, Apple, whatever you call it, to download for it. Oh, no, I know what you
0: I I get it.
1: Yeah.
0: I do. That's awesome. He actually gave us somewhat of a date. I'm actually excited. I've only been asking him for about two years or so. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give him three minutes to be quiet and me to be quiet, and let's play Get in the Groove. You know, I want everybody to go and see Marcel play live music, and then every time you see him, you just say, I want to hear an original song, and this will kind of force him to have to play original music. That's my goal here is to just make everyone make him play this music all the time. Okay. So I want to go through a couple things here because, obviously, we want to talk about your upcoming events. Um, Today, I know you're at Havana Cigar Bar and Lounge from 830 to 1130. Folks, if you don't know this, they have an open jam that goes on. Now, correct me. Is it every week or every other week for Havana? I just want to be clear. It's every week. It is every every week. Okay. So got it. And that's Havana Cigar Bar and Lounge, which is located on Greenfield Avenue in West Dallas. And that's from 830 to 1130. I have to be present this evening because I have to see Charles Barber, who I am told will be there. So that means I must be there. So you'll see me tonight. Won't that be exciting? Um, and then he will be on the 13th at Brass Cap and Greenfield from 8 to 12. And then beyond that, of course, besides the private fairs, which we all can't go to. On the 21st, will be at Johnny Manhattan's, which is in Hubertus from 7 to 10 p.m. And then on the flip side of the fence for Rhythm Kings, um, November 3rd, he'll be at Blue on Calhoun from 8.30 to 12.30 And, of course, he mentioned Elkhart Lake, but, of course, we'll talk about that next year, which is for Mother's Day, which is, of course, that Mother's Day weekend event where he'll have his original music. I'm so excited. And then, of course, Marcel and Sam together, um, January 6, 2018 at Saloon and Calhoun. Have I missed anything else that you have going on, like in the near future? October 28th, we're going to be at Mo's Irish Pub in Tulsa. Oh, yeah, that's right. October 28th. And the 29th, you have a gig as well. I didn't write that one down, but I know that there's one on the 29th. Um, Which leads us to the next thing, which is I'm going to list off all the places where you can find Marcel, and then I have two questions relative to that. Um, Marcel is on Facebook, and his last name is spelled G-U-Y-T-O-N. Obviously, Marcel, M-A-R-C-E-L-L. He has a personal page and two other pages, one simply called Marcel. One is the Rhythm Kings Milwaukee. He can be found on YouTube, Gigmasters, MilwaukeeRocks.com. MarcelGoyton.ROCKS, which is his website. You we can find all the different events and him and his face. And Reverb Nation, the Twitter handle um, for the band, well, that's because his face isn't everything, and I have a question about that. The Twitter handle is at the Rhythm King. And I wanted to ask you, you do have a LinkedIn profile, but there's nothing on it. So, like, can anybody reference that, or was that just a mistake? Because I came across that, and I'm like, does he know that that's out there?
1: Hmm, I did not know that was there. Well, um, now you know,
0: because I'm a journalist. There you go. So you better go check yourself out on LinkedIn, because you exist, and it does say Milwaukee Musician, blah, 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 but it doesn't list anything. It's like got no face, it has no profile, whatever, but if you Google yourself, by the way, Google yourself, there's like 10 pages worth of you. Like, literally, Google Marcel, there's like 10 pages on the internet of him. It's so popular. He's so popular, it's sickening. I'm like, it's ridiculous. That's the question I forgot to ask you. Marcel is infamous. For filming himself live, or Heather is filming himself live. So you whenever Marcel's doing a gig, he's always filming himself, or he's filming the band, etc. I want to know why you do that. Is that just a means to incorporate social media audience, or have you always done that? I was just curious about that.
1: That's more for social media. You know, um, I got not a lot of people, but I have a few people that just can't make it to some gigs. I'm just like, hey, you know, here we go. You know, and I'll just social media out there. You know, we're here. Gotcha. You know. <laughs> And some people go, what do you do in your free time? That's why I always get on my boat and I always, you know, I'll go live on Facebook on my boat and i go, here I am. This is what I do. I'm very boring. I did. I saw
0: that. (laughs) I'm very boring. He's so damn far from boring, it's ridiculous. Don't let him fool you. Absolutely, absolutely not. And the other thing I found is, which I'm sure you know, so you do have your YouTube channel. So should folks be subscribing to that? Because I know that you're on there, but not often. So is that your intention to build on on the YouTube channel? I wasn't sure. Yeah, in
1: 2018, yeah, I, I, I've got I've got control videos that I'm gonna put on. So, um,
0: okay, that's the stuff
1: that's on there now is kind of random. But I'm i I'm going to uh, put some control videos on there just for YouTube and YouTube only, because I know a lot that's of people cool. go to YouTube. So
0: right, we do yeah. obviously. Okay. Now, the last thing that we do on this show, you already know, which is I get to give you your surprises, and I get to tell you what I think of you. And that's ironic, folks, because whenever I go to a gig, I get to hear what he thinks of me all the time. He picks on me constantly, just so you folks know, all the time. I'm like his number one kick in the butt, so to speak. So... um I don't want to forget to rem- – I'm going to remind you this. In two hours, of course, I'll send you the link for Blog Talk Radio. I'm on YouTube now, so this will be uploaded onto my YouTube channel, so I'll send you copies of both of these so that you'll have that, um, and everybody else can come back and listen to it anytime. Second of all, surprises. I've always been on surprises, and I like to surprise somebody like you because, well, I don't get to do it that often. First of all, obviously, your son was, the- was hopefully the best threat. Um, hopefully, you weren't expecting to hear from him today, so that was kind of cool. Second of all, um, we've talked about this before, but I'm not really talking about it anymore. I'm telling you that you need to do this. Um, If it's okay, I would like you to uh, make me 25 copies of Get in the Groove because um, I have filmmakers in New York City that would like to hear your music, and my film festival is two weeks away. So if you want to be in film, you need to give me 25 discs of that, and then this is where you say yes, Cindy.
1: (laughs) I have 25. I'll I'll give you copies of it. Okay, I'm, I'm there. Are
0: you, you Oh, see, yes. Can you hear me now?
1: Can I'm you Trying me now? to hear
0: me out, huh? I hear you. Okay. No! You can hear me now. Okay, don't prove yeah. me out. Yes. Okay, so that was surprise number one. So surprise number two is this. This is a recent development. So I was just wondering, I came across this, because I see that you're booked the 28th and 29th of October, right? For gigs here. hmm Okay. So that means you can't be in New York City. But your son can be in New York City. So if I can continue to coerce him, your son will be playing at my film festival live in front of all of these different people, which I'm so excited about. However, the venue by which I'm having the film festival, which is um, it's a bar slash restaurant slash lounge area inside the Four Point Sheraton Hotel, they're looking for musicians. And so I pitched you and your son both and individually, and they said they would like to have one or both of you play either together or separately at this hotel in New York City. So I kind of booked you a gig in New York City. There you go. All by myself, all alone. 10%, right? (laughs) Uh, 0%, and maybe you'll just be freaking nice to me now once in a while, (laughs) once in a great while. I'm I'm always nice to you. Yeah, right. Don't even start. Um, So those are your surprises, and I think those are cool surprises. So the very last thing we're going to do before I let you go, because I have to write Q&A panels, and then I have to, well, I have to come and see you play music later. (laughs) So, therefore, that means I have things to do. But I don't want to wrap up the show without telling you what I think of you. And if you guys didn't get a chance to listen to our first interview, you'll kind of hear some of the same stuff, but it holds true. Marcel and I have known each other for a while um, now, and I've come to learn and appreciate certain things about him. He is 100% genuine. He is 100%. Full of life and energy, and he makes me smile. He doesn't realize this, but one of the reasons I come to his gigs is because he makes me feel good. Why? Because he makes a person feel special. He makes a person feel significant, and most importantly, he cherishes you almost as much as you cherish him within the course of any performance he's ever done. Um, I've said it a hundred times before. He is a stand-up guy when it comes to his children, child, excuse me. When it comes to his relationship, when it comes to his friends, stand-up father, stand-up friend stand-up musician he is one of the finest men in milwaukee that i know not because he plays music well but because he's just that damn good of a guy if you ask me tomorrow the reasons why i go to see him play it's because he's talented on a keyboard but he's even more talented in touching other people's lives even if it's just for an hour two hours or three hours i couldn't possibly adore you any more than i do I probably will never tell you that to your face because it's much easier to tease you, but I guarantee you that I am probably one of your biggest fans and, and probably feeling one of the luckiest people in the world to be your friend. So thanks for coming on a second time. It only took like, well, I don't even know how many years, but I'm glad we got it done. And I'm glad you're my friend. And this is so cool, isn't it? And I got you a gig and your kid called. This is like cool, is not it? This is cool.
1: Yeah, it's very That's cool. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate well, it. I appreciate I the kind well, words. Oh, no. I appreciate, done for me. appreciate your support,
0: all that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. thank, you, <laughs> thank you. You're you. quite welcome. And uh, you guys start at 830 tonight, right? So I'll just roll in whenever I get my word done. And I'll send you these links in a couple hours because you'll still be around. So thank you so much. And thanks to Sam. I know you can't hear me, Sam, but I'll touch you in a while. And I'll pass on the word. And you can talk to me later about the gig and all that jazz and stuff like that. But just thanks for coming on. And please get me that music. Please, please, please. Because I have to be in New York in two weeks. I will get him to you Thank you so much for having me Get off my show, I got work to do Love you, I'll see you soon Talk to you soon (laughs) Bye Bye. He's fabulous, right I just had to say all that nice stuff It's really tough for me Because if I stay on the phone with him too long He'll actually start thinking that I like him But we all know I do I know, he's like a fan favorite I know, I'm kind of like, yeah With all the musicians in town He's one of the top five But I'm not going to tell him that It'll go to his head Anyways, my big, big, big thanks to Marcel for um, coming on the show today. Again, Sam, I really appreciate you taking a bit out of your schedule to come onto the show if, just for a little tiny bit. I know it meant a great deal to your dad as well as to me, of course. Thanks so much to Heather and all the other friends for listening in and spreading the word. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Didn't want to forget to mention this because we we kind of skimmed through the whole Rhythm King thing, but huge shout out to uh, Jim and to Lon and to um, Phil and, oh, my God, I'm such a bad friend, but I cannot remember the name of the guitar player. Um, Thanks so much for entertaining us and, and giving us such great music to dance to and listen to and to have fun to. Every time the Rhythm Kings plays, I can't even tell you how much I enjoy myself. Good friends, good company, great music. So, again, one more time as a reminder, if you guys are out and about tonight, he's at the Havana Cigar Bar and Lounge from 830 to 1130. On the 13th, he's at Brass Cap in Greenfield from 8 till 12. On the 21st, he is at Johnny Manhattan's. This is how you can tell I've been talking too long in Hubertus from 7 to 10. And of course, he mentioned himself the 28th at Moe's, which prevents him from coming to my festival. And yes, I am kind of pouting about that. Um, Living King side of things, November third, Saloon on Calhoun from 830 to 1230. Obviously he mentioned Elkhart Lake for Mother's Day weekend in the twenty eighteen season, where hopefully, God willing, we'll be able to get some more great original music and Generation Z, along with Marcel on January 6th, 2018 at Saloon on Calhoun. I'm so grateful that he had a chance to mention that to us. So again, one more time, let me read off all the ways to find him. He is on YouTube, reverbination, gigmasters.com. MilwaukeeRocks.com. Twitter handle is at the Rhythm Kings. And uh is the place to find his entire schedule along with some of his media and of course his pictures, because he loves to post those pictures up. It cracks me out. Plus gigmasters.com. And then if you're on Facebook, he has a personal page. The nice part about his personal page is he always makes sure to put the schedule up right where his uh pictures should be. And the other pictures, of course, him and Sam. So sweet. Anyways. On the top, it's got his entire schedule, so you can friend him. And, again, it's spelled G O Y, excuse me, G-U-Y-T-O-N. See what I mean? And this is without any kind of wine or any kind of inducement, folks. <laughs> Anyways, that's his personal page. The band page is the Rhythm Kings Milwaukee. And, of course, just Marcel, meaning the name Marcel as far as that goes, and that lists all of his events as well. So please go ahead and make it a point to check him out over the next few weeks. Like I said, I am going to try to convince them to do the New York City gig, and that would be coming up probably in November, my guess is, and that's called the Doghouse Craft and Kitchen, which is located inside the Four Points Sheraton Hotel in New York City. So definitely, we'll keep working on that. So. Uh, wanted to remind everybody tomorrow of course is Friday, one o'clock Central Standard Time was going to be my interview with Judy Lee. She's one of the founding members as well as board members of the Village Playhouse. And to check out their event coming up on the 15th, again, that's VillagePlayhouse.org. So on that note, folks, I'm going to go back to writing my film festival QA. Oh, I almost forgot to talk about my own festival. Do not want to forget to remind everybody about that one. In case you haven't heard already, after the 57 times I've posted it, Com. Otherwise, look on Facebook, Art Is Alive Film Festival. It's located in New York City. That's going to be going on from October 26th to the 29th. Live music every night, 25 different films being shown, one celebrity event, as well as a closing night ceremony. So excited. So proud of my filmmakers, I cannot even describe it. So please go ahead and get your tickets. My anticipated goal is 1,500 seats filled over the course of four days. I know that's a lot. So I got to get cracking. You guys have a great night. Thanks so much to everybody who listened in today. And always, I appreciate you more than I know. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care.